Hello, this is Riley Stapleton here with John Webb coming at you from the Panther Pit, episode three of season two. How you doing, John? Doing pretty good. Ready to get going. How about you? I'm doing good, and I'm ready to get this thing started. So uh, first off today for us is volleyball. That's the first thing we're going to cover as we just started the state playoffs, and we uh, opened it with a win against Arabia Mountain. That's right, and coming up, uh, coming up next, I don't know when it is, actually. Next right. week. Next week. I believe. We are playing veterans. Yes. And that'll be, what, the second round? I believe so. After we defeated Arabia Mountain 25-13, 25-20, and 25-10. So, you know, earlier we would talk about how, you know, our record wasn't the prettiest, but that doesn't necessarily speak for us. You know, we were 20-22, and 4-4 and in the region. The big thing was 2-7 and at home. Five and three away, thirteen and twelve neutral. So our when you look at our record, just kind of mediocre, but mm-hmm. that doesn't speak for everything as we are now moving on in the playoffs. And as you mentioned, we're playing veterans next week, and uh, that happens to be who our softball team just played in a uh, two-game matchup yesterday in the first round of these state playoffs. And uh, game one was interesting, very interesting. As uh, we were down for most of the game and uh, had a nine-run inning to come back, and eventually that rally helped us win the game. Yeah, and senior Shelby Daniel, huge impact in that game. Really stepped up, kept her team in it, and she had two home runs in one inning to help them to help them rally and come back, come out with the twelve eleven victory. Yeah, and it was actually we had the nine-run inning that put us up ten eight, and then the next inning we fell back down eleven ten. We ultimately came out on top 12-11 in game one. And like you said, she really came through. She had a couple nice plays in the field. It was a good game all in all. So uh, there was a short break, and then they went into game two, and it was just kind of ours from the beginning. It wasn't really close. Shelby had another home run. Uh, we took that game 12-2, to so we'll be advancing into the next round. And our softball team looked really good. And uh, when you look at our record... You know, it's a different story than the volleyball team. 21-10 and 10 overall, which is very good. 10-2 and two in the region, having those two losses both coming to Whitewater. But 9-2 and two at home, 9-4 and four away. Our weakness was neutral, 3-4. and four. But, you know, when you look at the records, it's kind of the opposite of our volleyball team as home was, home games were good, 9-2. and two. Pretty dominant at home. So, yeah, and we had those two playoff games at home. We took both of them, and... Coincidentally, they have Arabia Mountain next, who our volleyball team defeated, so they're just switching opponents for the second round of their playoffs. Trying to confuse us. <laughs> so, uh, now we got the big thing. Football. We got Macintosh. Mm. Coming up next, John will be at the JV game doing a story. I'll be writing the varsity one, and this is the big game, the big battle of the bubble. And, uh... We just lost to Whitewater, so now we kind of have a three-way tie at the top of the region. Except for Riverdale's actually undefeated in the region. Whether or not that'll hold up, we don't know. But the three teams projected to win early on, us, Griffin, and Whitewater, all sit in kind of a confusing three-way tie. But I don't know if it should be a three-way tie with that confusing end of the Whitewater game. Yeah, that was, you could call it controversial. Controversial, questionable, um, confusing. Disappointing. <laughs> Very. Just a huge amount of adjectives to describe that whole game. But another one could be self-inflicted as we had those 
two fumbles on our first two drives. And, I mean, if we could have scored on those drives, maybe we put the game away right there and we're not in that position later on. And, you know, I went and did a coach's corner, which you'll be able to find on the proudofnews.org. I talked to Coach Mosley, our offensive coordinator, and even he, all he said was, I mean, yeah, that hurt that we lost, but it's our own fault. We shouldn't have been in that situation. And we got what we deserved, really. We played, and we we earned our result. Mm -hmm. I also talked to Mosley, and uh, he just said that that was, you know, we actually, we scored before the whole play with all the confusion, but we had a false start. And so he said, you know, we kind of did that to ourselves, shot ourselves in the foot. If we don't have that false start, we probably win that game. Also, talking to Coach Phillips, he just said he was disappointed that, you know, the game didn't end with, you know, one team proving themselves on the field. It was kind of just a questionable call from human error. Yeah, and you you never want to see a game ended like, like that. Especially a game like that. Just such a rivalry. I mean, I know. And that close. I was really trying to win that oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> and as a fan, just sitting in the stands, it was pretty heartbreaking to mm-hmm. watch them return the ball, what, 95 yards? 94, 95, something like that. It was, I mean, all they had to do was fall on it and that's a game, but... You know, those rivalries got to put a little, little extra... Salt in the wound. That's right. And just to clarify how we were talking about the standings of our region right now, I looked into it. Riverdale is actually surprisingly up top right now. And you, I mean, not to put anything against Riverdale, but we don't necessarily think of them as top of our region. But they are up top right now, but they're 2-0 and in the region. They've only beaten... Morrow and McIntosh, the two bottom teams in the region. So hopefully we'll see Griffin, Whitewater, and Sarge Mill move back up to the top three. Mm-hmm. Like, really, it's probably the talent shows. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if Riverdale can beat all three of those teams, and I know that that's who Whitewater has next, and we have them the following week. So uh, you never know. But when you kind of came into it, look at the beginning of the year, it was kind of, you know, Griffin, Whitewater, Stars Mill – and now you have the three-way tie of Griffin beating Whitewater, Whitewater beating Stars Mill, Stars Mill beating Griffin. It's kind of all a big There's jumble. no telling. And, Mm-mm. you know, how why, didn't Whitewater get blown out by Riverdale? Or not Riverdale, by Griffin? 56-21. So, I mean, me personally, I knew that the game would be a different story against Matt, or Whitewater, our game. Mm-hmm. And even though the week before we took out the team that blew them out of the water. Mm-hmm. But it's such a rivalry game, you can't really expect that. Mm-hmm. But that's the same thing we got to worry about with Riverdale. You know, we we go in, we beat teams that beat them. We got to hope that we can we can turn it around and make sure we don't get too confident and, and fall apart. Because they aren't known as one of you know the powerhouses of the region, but it's not a team that you can overlook as they're starting to prove. Absolutely, they're showing that you know they can play football. They have some playmakers. They can compete with anybody. So we definitely can't overlook them. And we can't overlook McIntosh this week. As I mean, when you look at the head-to-head record between the two schools, Stars Mill has a big advantage. But McIntosh is a talented running back, and we haven't been the best at stopping the run. And I, I talked to Coach Phillips, and he just – or I think it was Coach Schmitty. And he just says that, you know, one week they're good at stopping the run, the next they're good at the pass. So we really got to hope that we're stopping the run whenever we play McIntosh, because mm-hmm. their running back isn't a joke. He knows what he's doing out there. 
And, you know, huge thing you got to keep in mind. We played at Whitewater last week. We're coming home this week for Macintosh. That's a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be mad. We're definitely going to be looking for some revenge. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get what we want against Macintosh and and clean up really the rest of the schedule. There's only three games, including Macintosh, remaining before the playoffs. All region games. We got Riverdale and Fayette after uh, after Macintosh. So and. Let's see. Riverdale is at Sarge Mill as well. Mm-hmm. So next week, no, we have a bye week this yes. week, or after this after week. After Macintosh, and, and then, then then we have Riverdale at home again, and then we're going to Fayette. But we should be able to get some pretty good support over at Fayette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all three must-win games. Absolutely. Because you don't know how Riverdale's going to finish. You don't know how Whitewater or Griffin are going to finish, and that's it. Just kind of creates a big mess because I mean if they all went out how was that determined and you know that's all comes back to that kind of lackluster loss against Whitewater you (laughs) got to play better in those games so you can put yourself in a better situation later on in the season and I mean talking to Mosley he was saying that you know, those two turnovers killed us, but it was kind of unusual because, I mean, Cole doesn't normally fumble. Just as an offense, we don't turn the ball over that much. But whenever it comes, you know, especially a game this big, that's you can't start doing it then. And we can't keep this trend of battling back. We're starting slow, and we're, like, fighting our way back in all these games, and we have to stop doing that. Yeah, and when you play a team that's good enough, you won't be able to battle back. And, you know, it was – I'll give the players a little credit – it was a little rainy, little not the best conditions you want to play in, but you still got to be using your fundamentals and holding on to the ball, making making the easy plays. Mm-hmm. You know? That's another thing Mosley talked about was this is Cole's first year as the starter, and that was kind of his first game playing in those weather conditions, and maybe just you know he didn't know how to handle the wet ball, and he lost it a couple times. Well, definitely, we all know he'll improve mm-hmm. the next time, and he's. He's such a competitor. He's not going to let something like that happen again. He's already uh, we got three games left. He's already up to 12 touchdowns. Last year, Rico had 13. So, you know, it's sad that we lost Rico, but Cole's doing everything he can to fill in that void, and he's doing it pretty well. And also, surprisingly enough, junior Mitchell Proant has uh, scored nine touchdowns combined receiving and rushing. So he's been a good surprise. You know, Nick looks like he's starting to get his stuff together. So, Looks like winning these last three games is very possible, and, and it needs to happen. I, I, yesterday in my coach corner with uh, Coach Mosley, we talked about having. I mean, we really have five, four or five running backs who can play at the varsity level at any time, and we were just talking about how how much of an advantage that is. I mean, we always have a fresh back ready to go, and our uh, offense is based around running, of course. So, hopefully, that'll really start to play a role in these games, just being able to pound teams. Because that's, that's really the best way to win is just beat them down, mm-hmm. wear them out. And yeah. another, another thing to note is, you know, our team, we have a lot of – we're young, but we're not too young. as We have a lot of juniors this year, so next year we should have a very strong senior class featuring quarterback Joey DeLuca, both Cole and Nick, Mitch – just a lot a lot of people returning for next year and there could be some good football next year but the big thing this year is winning out 
And speaking of the controversy at the top of the region with Whitewater, they have a bye week this week, and then they travel to Riverdale, come back home against Fayette County, and then go to McIntosh. Because they're playing the same three teams we are, just in a different order. And you don't you don't want to sleep on the Whitewater-Riverdale game. Mm-mm. Especially at Riverdale. Because Riverdale's proven they can win. They beat McIntosh 23-7, so pretty pretty good victory. Beat Fayette County 34-14. That's at Fayette. I mean, these are some pretty impressive wins. You can expect that to be a pretty good game. They are, where are they playing? The Riverdale Whitewater? Yeah. It's at Riverdale. Well, then there you go. I yeah, think it'll be quite a game. Yeah, and that's... That's huge. If, if, if Riverdale can knock off Whitewater, that'll be big for us. And Griffin, same three teams as well. They have at Fayette County this week, at McIntosh the next week, and then Riverdale is their last game, and that's at Griffin. Uh, yeah, Griffin's coming off a 36-6 beatdown tomorrow. They're going to have momentum going into that Fayette County game, but I don't know if you can sleep on Fayette County either. They have a, a mobile quarterback that can make some plays, and, I mean, even if they upset Griffin, that helps us, I guess. I mean, if we if Griffin and us went out, we just need Whitewater to drop one game because we have that tiebreaker on Griffin. So I think that Whitewater-Riverdale game is huge, huge for our Huge for our whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've... Talk to a couple of football players on on the team, and they're not sleeping on a like you said on Fayette's quarterback. He's a real athlete, knows how to play the game, and he he's a threat on both the throwing and running. So mm-hmm. you gotta gotta keep an eye out for that game because it's at at Fayette. Gotta uh, gotta play a good game there, or else we could easily drop drop a game. And one thing that I'm looking at right now is we've talked about the strength of our schedule compared to some other teams. And so, you know, Whitewater 2 and 1 in the region, Griffin 3 and 1 in the region. I believe we're 2 and 1 in the region. But when you look at overall records, we're 3 and 4, Griffin's sitting at 6 and 1, Whitewater at 5 and 2. So, when it comes down to the playoffs, we may be the most prepared team with, you know, playing teams like Noonan and Sandy Creek and Northgate. Cuz I mean, we've learned a lot from those games. Whitewater and Griffin have been beating up on teams that aren't as good. So we kind of we we might have a little advantage going in these these mm-hmm. big games. And that's one thing that I think a lot of the coaching staff has stressed is how much that they just you know their record doesn't look pretty, but they're proud of how much they're learning as they go on, and they think they can do something in the playoffs and surprise a lot of people. And Coach Mosley pointed out to me that they've really increased the the practice. Uh, intensity, mm-hmm. trying to get ready and really pound these teams. And I'm I'm looking at the region stat leaders right now, and Cole Gilly in rushing yards, he's with 951, about to hit a thousand yard season. The next closest guy, Isaiah Montgomery from Whitewater with 595 yards. So Cole is blowing out the competition mm-hmm. as far as rush yards go. Yeah, and Montgomery just put up like 220 against us. I he think. did. And that's why I'm worried about McIntosh's running back because we have to be able to stop the run game because they had Montgomery with over 200, and I think they had their second string with around a little over 100. So that's just 
when we're playing these talented backfields, we're just not competing. But once again, you know, more practice as the intensity is getting better, you know, we'll get, like I said, learning more and more as we go. Because now there's no more messing around. This is, we have to end this season on three wins and hope that something else happens so we can take this region. And I don't know if we threw this number out there earlier or not, but I believe Coach told me 31 missed tackles against Whitewater. Yeah. That's, that, that's a game changer, absolutely. We lost an, by, should have lost by, or really should have won, but. Should have won by one, lost by two. Should have won by one, should have lost by two, ended up losing by nine. Eight, eight or nine. Eight or nine. I don't know if they made that. This that is why we're in journalism, not. Nah. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, these missed tackles are really, they're killing us. So we got to wrap up, got to make those plays, no matter the conditions, no matter the opponent. Because we played the hardest teams we're going to play. Now it's all about execution. We're kind of, we're getting to the easiest part of our schedule. We really now. are. It's almost a break, but you can't let up because, because you got you to gotta win these region games. We're going into the easiest stretch of our season, and we're still right in line for a region title. So, I mean, I think we're in a good position. Yeah, I agree. I think we we got a shot to win the region and make a little bit of a run. Okay, well, uh, that's all we have to talk to you guys about today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.